God said, testify this. I wasn't. Before I leave out of here, I'm going to testify this very quickly. God is definitely dealing with the body. We have to be connected to the vine. Because Satan also has a vine. He also has a bad root. He also has a tree of death. He also has demonic fruit. And we already know the demonic fruit, maliciousness, backbiting, backstabbing. And I just thank God that we push through. You know, I thank God for everything. If we're not connected to the vine, we're not going to bear nothing. I thank God for everything that he's calling us to do. I thank God for, you know, allowing me to see what I'm here to do. You know, that's why when I talk, it's long a lot of times because I'm called to give speeches. Not just to this nation, that nation, to everybody overall. I'm trying to get, what logo is that? Is that a BMW or a Benz? Hold on. I get those logos mixed up all the time. No, a BMW is like um, like four different corners, blue and white. So what is that? I got to find it out, guys. I've been, I keep seeing that. I keep getting these phone calls. Let me see the logo of a Benz. I'm telling you, let me see. Yep, that's it, a Benz. And they keep calling me. I say, I did not put that in the system. They're like, ma'am, yes, she did. I'm like, I didn't. That's going to be one car note. <laughs> a 2023 Mercedes Benz, that's a, that's a car note for me, for real. You understand? But whatever God wants to do with that, he keeps showing me a Benz. And I'm like, you know. Whatever with that. I mean, it's still like I cannot get a man, you know, but whatever God wants to do. I had a dream about my spiritual dad. He said, you want some money? And I'm like, I don't really, you know, I, that's not what I wanted. I wanted, you know, I don't know what I wanted in that dream, but I was like, I'm okay. I'm okay. You know, and he was looking around like, where's my wallet? I'm trying to give you, I'm going to give you some money. I'm giving you some money. <laughs> my spiritual father was looking around all in his pockets. Like, I'm going to give you, I'm going to sow a good seed in your life. And I'm like, okay, but he couldn't find his wallet. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that's about. <laughs> you know, he just came to me, he heard from God and was like, you know, you want some money? You want some money? Let me give you some money. <laughs> I said, okay. First I said, I don't need no money, but I mean, if you want to give me some money. <laughs> he was looking everywhere for that wallet. I'm telling you, I was like, how many pockets do you have? <laughs> Yeah, he said, I want to give you some money. I was like, well, okay. And then God just showed me this logo of a biz. And they keep calling me about the 2023 <laughs> I know God would not have me debt free to put me in no debt. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I thank God I'm debt free. My grandmother couldn't believe it. What? You don't owe no bank nothing? I don't owe no bank nothing. <laughs> Hallelujah. But, um... <clears throat> God say testify this before I leave out of here. I was um, sexually harassed twice recently. And we can't do this. That's why God made me to testify. I wasn't. But God say testify. Because he's definitely dealing with the body right now. Things like this should not be happening. You know, I was facilitating an event recent. And I had to clean up. You know, everything that I asked to borrow so we can have a great function. Yeah, just make sure you put everything back, Quenisha. Put everything back when you got it. Okay, got you. We're going to get this. We'll get this. Oh, it's about to be bomb up in this piece. So we grabbed all the little festivity items and everything like that. So it was time for us to get, you know, 
get everything and put them put them back. And so I was taking two by two and taking it. And I didn't, I didn't need no help. Everybody was doing something else differently. So this gentleman was like, you know, I can help you. I'll go around there with you. And I'm like, no, I'm okay. I got two. I only need, you know, no help. Y'all don't need no help for real. Like, I don't need you. I have two items in my hand. That's it. I'm good. And I felt once I turn that corner, something's going to be said or something's going to happen. It's a long corner, a long hallway, no place mentioned, no name mentioned, definitely. And what happened was, guys, when I got around that corner, out of people's sight, and that person knew he was out of people's sight, that person said, I love all that energy you got. Mm-mm-mm. I want to put that energy in a bed. I put it in a bottle and shake it up and drink it. And I was like, oh, my gosh. He said, do you have a podcast or how can I reach out to and I was like, let me hurry and walk. Let me hurry and walk. I just said, <laughs> and I walked off. And I mean, I walked, ran. I went inside. He kept following me. No one really picked it up because I wasn't making it noticeable. But I was like, why did this man do this to me? Why did he? And I went in the bathroom like, am I showing anything? But I'm like, that doesn't make it no right for him to say anything. And no, I'm not showing anything. And don't blame yourself for what he has done. That's wrong. He should have done that. And, you know, another time, like a couple of days after that, I'm in a, you know, in a circle with people, you know, we're doing something great of the Lord and this can happen anywhere around the world. And it is happening in every place around the world. You need to keep it, keep it lifted as a body of Christ. Cause it shouldn't be happening at all. And what happened was this gentleman was reaching for my, my hands, trying to grab my fingers. And I'm like, I don't know, we about to pray or something. I'm like, no one else is holding hands. So I'm like, I'm pulling my fingers back. He reaching out. I'm pulling my hands back. I look up, you know, I look up at his wife and I run over there. I got scared. I was like, uh-uh. I ran over there to her like, please help me. And she was like, I'm so sorry, Quinesha. I'm so sorry. He do this all the time. He do this. I'm just so sad he did it to you, though. And I was like, oh, my God. I'm, I didn't know what to do. I ran to her quick. I was like, help me. You know, get your husband. You understand? She said he always do that. And he didn't learn. He kept winking his eye. She said he does that all the time. And I'm going to tell you something. I felt so disrespected. For one, because, you know, I looked up to you. I didn't know you long, but everybody loves you. And then on top of that, you gave my son a Bible, you know, we, you know, a children's Bible, like his age group Bible, you no know, teenager Bible. And, you know, we look, you know, we look forward to doing all that together, me and my son. Like you were sent to be a help. But why are you trying to help yourself in the flesh like that? Why did you do that to me? And I said, don't blame yourself, Quinesha. Don't blame yourself. It's not your fault. And she was like, you are not the only one. He do that all the time. And I was like, oh, my goodness. And you allow it? So I had to lift all that up. And we can't be doing that in the body. We can't be chasing people away. We can't be disrespecting people. We can't be in a circle of friends and, you know, wondering why that we are not helping each other because we already used to each other's gifts. We need to add new gifts into the circle. We need to just expand and have everything open. We cannot pick and choose. We cannot have friends and then somebody say something negative and then we go alongside with that. We cannot allow our oils to run dry. We cannot allow our bones to go brittle. I cannot release negative fruit in the body of Christ. I cannot treat you with Satan's fruit in the body of Christ. I got to watch what I say to you. Watch how I talk to you. I can't be rude to you and come off as if I'm big and bad unto you. I can't leave an open door with a closed floor that you can't tell me about myself, but I can tell you. We can't pick and choose. 
We can't be so pressed to be around crews when we all walking in good news. Do you understand? We can't be persecuting each other and then claiming it's Satan when we the ones being used by him. Every time a new man, a new coming church, a new woman coming church, a new face coming church, everybody running all after them, looking and grabbing and snatching them. Let's stop that in every congregation. See, my purpose is to address the problems and keep us building as a body. That's my purpose, to build churches around the world, not just the buildings, but us to stay building as people. We are the dwelling place of God. We are the ark of God. We are the tabernacle of God. And we can't be out here doing that, guys. It's not okay. We can't be out here mistreating each other. We can't leave church and go home and talk about people. We can't think it's okay for us to do because it's us and nobody else can do we can't sit here and say, oh, this is what God said because that's what you say. No, I have to go to God about what he said. I can't just listen to what you say because you could be wrong. I could be wrong. We can't come together and be negative. We can't let people think, oh, oh, you only this because of this. Oh, you only had this because of this and you only doing this because of this. We can't do that to each other either. Just like saying, Q, I'm going to have you, you know, I'm only choosing you because you're the last one on the bench. But guess what? I'm the one who calls us to win the game. See what I'm saying? Got to be very careful with things like that, guys. It's like every church around the world, we have to stop with all this fighting over a man, fighting over a woman, fighting over leadership, fighting over a title, you know, fighting for someone not to tell us what we need to hear. You can't tell me nothing. I've been here long. Who you think you are? I've been here long. Who is these new faces? I've been here so long. When we start feeling like that, then we're actually exiting out of our position and maybe exiting out of office. You understand? Because we're going to be out of season. Hallelujah. And Christ said, do not lose our flavor. You know what that means? Do not lose your spot. Because if you're going to get up by what you and I say, by disconnecting ourselves from the vine, somebody going to bear fruit right where we were. Because everything, the show must go on. It doesn't stop because of me or you. I can help a job prosper, but if God forbid something happened to me today, that, that company not going to stop because I'm not there. They got to replace me. Same in ministry. You understand? So we have to watch how we treat people, watch how we talk to people. I said, God, what does it mean to be married? I'm not talking about companionship. I'm not talking about physical intimacy. I'm not talking about having a title of marriage. I'm not talking about being with a boom. I'm not talking about the attention that you get, engagement and marriage and children. I'm not talking about any of that. God, you formed a woman out of a man. What does that mean to you? What did you mean by that? Reveal that to me because that's who I am. You formed and shaped us using this man's rib. And every rib is numbered and accounted for. And that number stands for something. What were you thinking when you did that? You didn't give Adam his name until you created Eve. And begin to... Name every living thing and dwelling amongst it, fellowshipping. You didn't want them to become distracted. But what did you mean? 
You called him by the same name, the first same name. And these days we go by the same last name. What is the difference today regarding how it was before? What do you mean when it takes two to become one? Why didn't it just start out that way with the vision that is one? So what is that process? Us two, I'm over here, you over there, and we're processing to become one. God say one flesh. What does that actually mean? No one knows until they actually be pronounced husband and wife. What does that feel like to be one flesh? I mean, God's perspective. It's not just we thinking the same or we getting along the same. We know God. We don't want a court. No, one flesh. You're created as a man. I'm a woman. And yet we are one flesh. What does that look like to you, God? We don't even have the same gender, and yet we are one flesh. What does that look like in the supernatural realm? As a demonstration. That's what marriage is to me. It's not lovey-dovey, kiss and touch me, hug me. That is so great. But that's why many of us want to be married. Nothing wrong with that, but that cannot be the only reason why. We have to stop fighting over people. That don't make sense, guys. All around the world in all these churches, grabbing up people, claiming the wrong people. We got to stop. There was a guy, every time somebody mentioned my name, he would try to come at them. No, she's mine. I'm not even yours. And God said, don't get mad, Quenisha. Don't get mad. I'm not yours. I guess they had a, a meeting with a man, the singles man, and my name got mentioned. He was like, uh-uh, that's my, not even yours. <laughs> not even yours, and you saying stuff like that. Do you understand? So we can't be doing things like that. We can't be, you know, disconnecting ourselves from the vine. If we don't have no fruit, we don't have nothing. We can't be chasing people away and... You know, throwing dots at each other. We in the body of Christ. You know what's so amazing about being in the body of Christ? Is that John the Baptist is the only one who set an example towards the example. And Christ is the example. And John the Baptist is the one who was ordained to baptize Christ and not Christ baptize him. And Christ came that we have a new baptism. And John was the one to release that upon Christ. And even though they were cousins, you could tell they didn't hang out that much because they both was doing their assignment, this place and that place. Even though their mothers were very close, they didn't live that, you know, close and far as location because Mary traveled ways to go to Elizabeth. And you could tell that John and Jesus didn't hang out that much because John didn't know Christ was coming to be baptized the day he was. If they were talking, he would have knew. And you could tell because they didn't talk that much because Christ was behind John after he was baptized. And he was baptizing others right in the same river, right behind John. And John didn't even know Christ was coming there to do that every day. It took the men who John was baptizing. Hey, there's a man over there. None of them knew who Christ was. There's a man over there doing what you do, John. And somebody said, there's a, a psalmist over there singing like you. There's a preacher preaching like you. There's a cook cooking like you. There's a painter painting like you. And he said, no, the person over there is worth more than me. 
He's mightier than I. They didn't even know that was Christ. <laughs> I know John was like, Jesus, what you doing back here? <laughs> you didn't even tell me you were doing this here. Even though I know this what you do. I didn't know you was here all this time. I would have been over here with you. Do you know why? You know why Christ was all the way over there? Because if Christ did it side by side with him, John wouldn't be able to release his anointing because they would want Christ to baptize them and not John. Because John said he's mightier than I. And they still allow John to do it because that's what he's called to do. So, let me tell you guys something. We as members in the bodies, if we don't bear fruit, we're not re releasing nothing. We're not doing nothing. I know in January a fast, we all do fast corporately all around the world. Let me tell you something. If we're not walking in fruit, bearing fruit, we're just dieting. We're not fasting. Many of us are so mean to people. Many of us, you know, pick and choose still. Many of us hearing what we should not do, we're still doing it. We're grouping up with the same people. Don't want to add new people. Want people to feel like it's, it's such an arm and a leg just to join you. Join me. We have to stop doing it. God's saying. We can't be lying on people, talking about people. Leaving church and being negative. All around the world. Can't be lustful in church. That is not a good look for us women of God. All men of God. Fighting over people. People literally fight over people in church. That's my woman. No, that's my woman. That's my man. No, my man. No, God is not a man that he should lie. He has somebody for you. When we look at him, we can hear better. You know, when it comes to a wedding, you know that the bride throws the bouquet backwards, right? Let me tell you about the tradition. It's superstitious. And God did sit me down and tell me that. Many of us tear that bouquet in shreds. Because it's, you know, to proclaim that we're going to be the next ones to get married. Whoever said that? Did God say that? And then the real tradition is whoever of the guys catch whatever the man throw, you will actually marry that person. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> Come on. And look, when it comes to the men throwing their part, a lot of men don't catch it. It just fall on the floor. But we're the ones hustling, tugging, and wrestling each other. You understand? Why we got to be the ones doing so much? Why we got to be the ones making a scene? Why we got to be the ones who can't be patient? Why we got to be the ones who be anxious for nothing? Why we have to be the ones tearing each other up and down? Why we just can't be found? Why we can't walk in love? Why we can't stay focused? See, I'm called to keep the churches building. So I'm going to be traveling a lot, as I have been. 
But I mean, really, really, God is really taking me up higher with mighty acts. He's proving to me his mighty acts. Sunday, I was running behind church. I was going to stream at home. I was tired from class the following night. Do you know God kept the time still for me so I could get more sleep? And I was like, you know, I'm just going to stay home. But I said, let me go ahead. And I wound up being half an hour late. But God had it to be 7.54 for 45 minutes. And it didn't even affect any of you at all. He had it to be 7.55 for 30 minutes. He Every minute he kept for 30 minutes, pausing the time. I said, wait a second, it's still paused? God said, I could do anything I want to do. I want you to know how much I'm about to show mighty works through you. Are you ready? Are you ready? I'm telling you. I feel a little bit of a little bit of everybody in me. I'm telling you, I feel like Enoch. The power that Enoch was carrying. I done seen the dry bones in the alley like Ezekiel. <laughs> I received a mantle like Elijah. And I also received no sight for some days like Apostle Paul for Christ to gain my attention. I didn't like that. I was panicking. I got scared. I was like, no, 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 no. Christ, I want to see. I can't see. I can't. I just want to see. I can't see. I can't tell anybody I'm scared. I can't see. I'm only going by memory where everything is. I can't see. I had to calm down and wait. I had to wait and calm down to hear what Christ had to say to me. And what Christ was saying was, why are you running? See, he said to Paul, why are you persecuted? He said, Kanisha, why are you running? Why are you running? Why are you running? You understand? And I'm telling you guys, it feels so good, so good to be in the right position. You know, everything is for the glory. I don't regret anything. I thank God no love loss. I thank God no anger was released. I thank God nothing. And I thank God for being an example. God said to me today, Quenisha, I know you felt like some things was, you know, the worst, like your preparation. You felt like you were owed, you know, something better, worth more than what you were encountering. But I want you to know what I do with the least It'd be far more the greatest of the world has ever seen that the world has ever seen. So you are part of what has never been seen. And I'm using you because of your love for me. It seemed like the greater the persecution, the greater the reward. I'm telling you. Hallelujah. David's brother, Eliab. He was mad that David left the sheep. He was mad that David, he felt like David was talking too much trash. David was like, who is this Philistine? Who is this Philistine talking about the children of God like this? David got upset. Oh, and he wanted to do something about it. But I really think Eliab, David's oldest brother, I think he was mad because he wanted to say what David was saying, but he couldn't because he was scared. <laughs> he knew David was scared. And he's going to get mad at David. What are you doing here? And who's attending to the sheep? And David say, what did I do? And I really, I realized David always got talked to like he was always doing something wrong. The whole time, he was doing the right thing. Every single time. 
And I just thank God for that testimony. Because when you're walking in the will of God, you're doing exactly what God wants you to do. And you continue on, continue on. But as a member in the body, we got to walk in love, guys. We can't be out there chasing people away, having people to turn away from God, snatching people out of God's hand, before to snatch people out the enemy's hand. Many of us entertaining demons unaware, and the Bible say entertain angels unaware. We got to really be careful what we're doing, guys. If somebody comes to you about doing something that's mean and it's not godly, we shouldn't be listening to it. We shouldn't be engaging in stuff like that. We shouldn't be doing that, guys. We shouldn't be doing that at all. Don't, don't entertain that. That's nothing but the enemy. Don't entertain it. Continue to walk in love in all that you do, all that I do. You understand? We can't be sitting there, you know, um, supporting what God never said. We got to go to God about everything. Because you're my aunt, my sister, my co-worker, I don't care, my child, my son. You understand? You guys know I have a son. It doesn't matter what my son say. I got to go to God about what I didn't hear because my son could be wrong. You understand? My mother could be wrong. My sister could be wrong. I could be wrong. You understand? How many times we have been wrong? So we got to seek God regarding everything. I can't just go along with something because you guys tell me. I have to seek God regarding everything to make sure you stay in the right place and I stay in the right place as well. We can't go around here, you know, lying on people and mistreating people and having people to come alongside and do the same type of matter. We can't do that to each other. It's not, it's not worth it to lose sight of who we are. It's not releasing our devotion unto God and towards each other. So this message is to really say we have to really stay where we are with God and not move around at all. Hallelujah. Many of us moving around too much with our love walk and we can't and we shouldn't do that at all, guys. God is too faithful for that. I'm getting ready to get out this door. Somebody called me and said, you know, uh, don't forget you posted, um, do prayer twice in January and, and on Tuesday, two Tuesdays out the month. I'm like, I, I, I didn't, I don't remember hearing that, but I don't want them to know I didn't, I forgot that. So I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. But then I say, no, I gotta, I gotta speak up. Hey, I didn't get that, but I would love to do it. That's something that I will remember because the thing is, I can't just go along with somebody say, if I don't agree, hold on. You didn't mention that to me because I would have remembered that. See, I'm a person that I remember because I, I remember and put that down. I don't play around with ministry. You know, I'm always on time for things. So I was like, oh, I didn't hear about that one. You meant to tell me that. So it, it helps people out being honest because that person thought they said something they didn't say. So that means, you know, sometimes we're just doing so many great things. We got to slow down and make sure we're doing what we're supposed to be doing so people can get what they need to be getting. Hallelujah. It's okay to slow down a little bit. Oh, I'm moving too fast. Let me slow it down. You understand? And I just thank God for everything. God just keep pointing me to the body regarding how we treat each other. We can't mistreat each other. I come against that right now in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you guys, if we don't bear fruit, we don't have nothing. I mean, that's that's enough right there. That right there. Without fruit, we don't have nothing. I can lay and pray and testify, test a lie, prophesy, prophesy. Lie. It doesn't even matter. If I don't have love, I don't have nothing. I'm not even connected to Christ. Many of us are 
saved, but not even having our Savior as our personal, you know, Lord, having a personal relationship with him. You know, we have to be very careful with that. You know, we become saved. People say, stay saved. No, stay in the face of Christ. You understand? We have to. Many of us don't like to hear the word no because we never had to hear the word no before. As soon as we hear God say no or hear somebody say no, we get upset. Don't you tell me. Who are you to tell me? We can't do each other like that. Hallelujah. I'm on my way out the door. Guys, please give me one quick second. I want you guys to be really, really attentive to what God is saying. I know I just transitioned from inside to outside. (laughs) Excuse all the loud noise, but we as members in the body, we have to really, really evaluate our walks. If it's not good, it's not God. If it's not love, God. So I have to be mindful what I'm saying to you guys. I have to be mindful how I'm treating you guys because I'm being held accountable for what I do or don't do. Because people, what we do unto each other, we do unto him. We have to be mindful of that. We have to be mindful of that. We don't want to misrepresent him. And then we want to say that, you know, we always win. We have to know what we're doing and how we're treating each other. It has to be out of love. We can't tell people, oh, because you're my son and you like to date men, you're not coming to church with me. You dress like a woman, you date men, you're not going to embarrass me. Stay yourself home. Stay your tail home. Don't come with me embarrassing me for people to think that I raised you wrong. You're a woman of God. You know better than dating another woman. Don't you dare come to God's house. Don't you dare come like that. And who are we to say these things to people? Why do people who date the same gender go to a whole different place to worship our God? The same God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. How dare we do that to people? How dare we mistreat people? How dare we prejudge anybody? So what if she don't wear, wear all those clothes? She's still welcome in the house of God. So what if his clothes are very tight? He's still a man of God. So what if a person sow this type of seed? they still a child of God. So what if a person lies, smoke weed, cheat and steal? they still a child of God. And who are we to tell somebody what they can and cannot do? Should and should not have. How dare I mistreat you and say I walk like God? How dare I say that I'm a child of God and don't even know who I am as a child of God? How dare I think that I'm blessed and I'm releasing curses upon you? How dare I? That's not okay. That's not okay. That's not okay. We can't mistreat each other. We can't say, Lee, go somewhere else. Can't say you don't belong here. We can't do each other like that. That's not okay. That's not godly at all. We come to a place of worship 
We come to a place to give praise. We come to a place to give thanks. We all been out in the world. We all did things worldly. How dare any of us to mistreat one another, to disrespect one another, to dishonor one another, and then want to get a word from the kingdom of God? How dare us? How dare we ever think that we're not going to bear fruit and stay connected to Christ? That's never going to be. No one should say, I don't want to go to church because people don't love me. I don't want to go to church because they don't treat me right. I don't want to go to church because I'm being prejudged. I don't want to go to the altar. People are going to think I'm a sinner. I don't want to go to the altar. Then in case we all be at the altar. We live at the altar. We all make mistakes. How dare any of us to put down each other. Say what we can and cannot have. What we should and should not do. How dare I be malicious unto you and then say I'm a good steward? How dare I be rude and then try to say I'm being transparent? How dare I be sarcastic and can't even tell you directly how I feel? How dare I say I came all this way with God and now I'm starting to act like a fool? How dare I? Walk away from any of you because of persecution. How dare I? How dare I? That's not what we do. That's not what we say. That's not how we talk. That's not how we walk. That's not how we live. That's not how we give. We sow into each other. We love one another. People should feel like, oh, I can't come. Oh, I shouldn't be there. Oh, I shouldn't be there. Oh, go somewhere else. That's not okay. No one should feel like that. Let me go to this place. Let me go to that place. You can tell who's in it for God, who's in it for self. So somebody say, do something different. Well, I don't like it. I'm going somewhere else. Then we plant ourselves in other places. And then we start church hopping like we neighborhood hop. They doing better here. They talk more here. They call you on the phone here. There are more concerts here. More people love on you here. But what about where you are planted? What are you doing there? Are you sowing them more? Are you giving them? Are you being loving there? Are you being a steward there? Are you being faithful there? Are you willing to Christ there? Are you willing to go as long and as far as God take you without complaining? Sometimes a supervisor on a job can tell you something that's not what you're supposed to do. They don't know everything. But it's up to you to give the advice unto them without being afraid to say anything. Can't be afraid to speak up. Can't be afraid to be a help. We have to stop being afraid to be used. 
You're going to take it wrong. You're going to look at me wrong. You're not going to want to call me. I'm going to wish I never said anything. Why we thinking the worst can always happen in the body of Christ? We are supernatural beings. We turn around eternal life. How can I hear a message that sounds so good and it feels so good just for a moment or two and then I'm back to the same old way how it used to be doing what I used to do? Why am I thinking about my own presence? Christ is my present. It's okay to give presents, but don't lose sight that he is the present. Thank him for his life. Thank him for his obedience. He didn't have to fulfill the way he did. He could have said, that's it. I had enough of this nonsense. I'm going back home. Where there is complete love. Where there is complete stability. Where there is complete faithfulness. They're not faithful here. He see how important he was here. By seeing what we were doing that we weren't supposed to do while we were walking here. Just like being on a job and you're the only one who do the work as you're supposed to. I'm needed in this place to help this place prosper. And that's how you should feel in your church home. I'm needed in this place. I'm here to help this place prosper. I'm needed in this ministry. I'm helping this ministry prosper. I'm not thinking ahead of myself. I'm not thinking I've been here long so I know everything. I don't want no one to come in and tell me anything. Only the humble shall see God. How dare I say I walk with Christ and don't even appreciate you. How dare I want to just receive and don't give no parts of myself over to you. How dare I. How dare I. I'm going to tell you like this. Whatever appeared to be the least in your life is because it's the greatest move that's about to be seen in your life. God determined about the persecution that the devil brought my way due to me preparing for what I'm preparing for. And God said, I don't want you to think that you got, you know, cut short or got the short end of the stick. I don't want you to feel like your preparation of marriage was rubbish or it was beneath you. It was not good to you. I want you to know everything that appears to be the least unto you is going to be far the greatest of what has ever seen. Because everything that's considered to be small is always big. Bigger than ever been before. You have to know that. Every person who released great works that the world has never seen started out small. Martin Luther King only started out with Coretta. And there goes Junior, there goes another child, and another child, and there goes more people, and more people, and more members, and more members. There goes an entire planet. Everybody comes from every nation. Every race, every nation for one black man during a time of segregation. Come on, somebody. God used a woman, a slave woman, to free over a hundred slaves walking, walking under the 
Underground Railroad. Through the path to the Underground Railroad. From London all the way to Philadelphia or feet. You better stop playing with history. Use a woman who didn't really know much to really give her heart concerning slaves that they all received their freedom. And she was considered to be a woman to never be forgotten because of it. I have poured out my heart in this message. And I thank God for you hearing me. I thank God for you receiving me. I thank God for everything. All the glory, all the honor. Rich Georgia's Community College Skill Trade Center. Belongs to God. We have to really check it. We have to really, really check it. I can't ever say I walk with God and I think less of any of you. I leave church and talk about you. I mistreat you. I persecute you. And I'm saying I'm Christ-like. And I'm going to persecute you. I can never put my arms around you with a knife in your back. That's what Judas did to Christ. And he kissed him. And Christ said, oh, betrayal with a kiss. How hurtful that had to be. You use a form of love to betray me. Hallelujah. I thank God so much for everything. God is moving so much in every single one of us. And I want you to know that you have to really go before God regarding your ways as I do with my ways. Because we are going before Christ. And what we do in front of each other, we have already done to him. Every lie I told on you, I have told on him. Every time I disrespected you, mistreated you, I did it to him. He said, if you deny me in front of any man, any person, I'll deny you in front of my father. Now, how does that even look? to be denied from Christ. Hallelujah. God, I thank you so much for the increase. I thank you so much for me pushing, just pushing to serve you. And it's an honor and a privilege. But sometimes it be so cold. I'm gonna go right back in the house. Go back in the house. But it's okay. Greater is he. Hallelujah. I thank God that I'm not playing around. My walk shows that I'm not playing around. The way I talk shows I'm not playing around. I thank God for everything that's coming in my life. Every blessing that's already here. I'm so grateful for it. I'm so grateful for it. I'm so grateful for it. 
Every time prayers go up, I'm so grateful for it. Every time words of life go up, I'm so grateful for it. Every time you think of me, I'm so grateful. But we have to stop loving on people and then stop loving people. We have to start having people to feel like we're talking about them in a room. No one should walk in a room and feel like, oh boy, okay. No one should turn around and look at someone and see if they're talking about them. No one should feel like that. It's my time for now. I have a crowd coming. I love you guys. Greater season us. Things in the world.